اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لیسن نمبر 35 سورة البقرة آئے نمبر 264-266 Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us three examples to make us understand how charity is nullified and how charity is preserved First of all Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed, لَا تُبْطِلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ Don't nullify your sadaqat. تُبْطِلُوا بَاطَلًا بَاطِل لَا تُبْطِلُوا Do not nullify, do not render void, do not cancel out. What? صَدَقَاتِكُمْ Sadaqat is a plural of? Sadaqah. What's the root of sadaqah? صَدَالْقَاف Sidq. What does sidq mean? Truthfulness. So what does that have to do with charity? Charity is only charity when it's given with the truthfulness of your heart, with sincerity. So all you who have believed, do not cancel out your charity. How? Bilmanni wal adha With the reminder of favor and hurting the other person. Don't do that. Don't cancel your reward. Kalladhi, like the one who Yunfiqu, he spends malahu his wealth. Why? Ri'a'annas, to be seen by the people. So we see that three things nullify charity. A, man, B, ada, and C, what is it that nullifies charity? Ri'a'annas, showing off to the people. Ri'a is from the root letters ra'hamzaya, ru'ya, to see, ra'a. And ri'a, is to do something so that it can be seen by people. So that others can see it. While others can see it. That's the intention and that's the state of the action. That the intention is, other people can see. When you're doing that action, what's coming in your head? Other people. And when you're doing it, you're doing it while others can see it. This is what, ri'a'annas. To show off to the people, expecting reward from them. كَالَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَا لَهُ رِئَاءَ النَّاسِ So رِئَاءَ, showing off, what does that do? It cancels the reward of charity. Who is this person who spends in order to be seen by the people? Who does that? Primarily, it is the hypocrites, the munafiqeen. The munafiq, when he spends... Even if it's zakat, even if it's sadaqah, he doesn't spend to get reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't have that intention, that goal. The reason why he's doing it is just to show to the people so that people are okay with him, they are satisfied with him, they think good about him, they praise him, they thank him, they think he's very generous, they think he's a very good person. That's the main goal, to satisfy others, to please others. So that they can see. He's worried about the eyes of people. Which is why when he gives in charity, in the heart, he's not happy with parting from his money. He spends grudgingly. Allah says in the Quran, وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا وَهُمْ كَارِهُونَ They do not spend except grudgingly. In Surah Tawbah, Ayah 54. In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 38, Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ رِئَاءَ النَّاسِ And those who spend their wealth to be seen by others. This is just like the hypocrite when he prays salah. Why does he pray? So that people can see and they won't bother him again. 
Likewise, when he spends, why does he spend? So that people can see and they think of him as a good person. Because sometimes it happens that you have money and other people know about that too. And somebody is asking or somebody is in need and people start looking at you that expecting that you're supposed to spend some on him. You're supposed to give him something. So you spend why? Only so that others are okay with you. Allah says, don't do that. لا تبطلوا صدقاتكم بالمن والأذى كالذي ينفق ماله رئاء الناس ولا يؤمنوا. And this person in reality, he does not believe in Allah بالله واليوم الآخر. In reality, he does not believe in Allah nor the last day. Because if a person believed in Allah in the last day, then who would he expect reward from? Allah. Then he would not do it so that other people can see and other people can praise him. When it comes to sadaqah, remember it can be given publicly and it can also be given secretly. And inshallah we will learn about that. That even spending publicly is a good thing. But the condition is that you do it for the sake of Allah. Not that, you know, you think, okay, I'll give $50, but then you're like, oh, others will say only 50 I should give 100 So that people think good about me. People know that I'm so rich and I'm so generous. So then a person changes his mind. Why? So that he can be seen by others. So then the niyyah is corrupted, that sadaqah is nullified. But a person is spending publicly, he's spending for the sake of Allah, he doesn't care about people, he says, I can only give 50, or I don't care what people say, then his reward is secure. So at the end of the day, it's not about being public or private, but what matters is the intention of the heart. So a person who spends for fame to show off, in reality, وَلَا يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ He does not believe in Allah, nor the last day. And this is exactly what Allah says about the hypocrites. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ They're not actually believers. Because if a person truly believed, then he would be sincere. He would expect reward from Allah alone. So such a person, Allah says, فَمَثَلُهُ So his example, كَمَثَلِ صَفْوَانٍ is like that of a Safwan. What is a Safwan? Sad, Fa, Waw. Safwan is basically a stone, or you can say a rock, that is huge, and it's also very smooth. Not bumpy, but smooth. So, Safwan, a huge rock, that is smooth, and it's also visible from far. Because Safa literally means clarity, purity. So it's clear, it's visible from far. So Safwan is like that of a Safwan. Alayhi turabun. Upon it, meaning upon the rock, is what? Turab, dust. Fine particles of dust. It's covered with a layer of dust. Now this dust, if you put a grain on it, will it grow into a plant? No. Nothing will grow on it. Why? Because it's only a fine layer of dust. Apparently, it seems like fertile soil. But in reality, it's rock. It's barren. Nothing can grow. And this soil, this layer of dust, what will happen? فَأَصَابَهُ وَابِلٌ Then what came upon it? What reached it? وَابِلٌ وَابِل Heavy rain. وَابَلَامٌ Wabil is when a horse pursues eagerly, runs fast, continuously and eagerly. This is what wabil is. And wabil is rain that is heavy with constant big raindrops, okay, 
constant rain, heavy rain, downpour. You know, sometimes there is a drizzle, very fine rain, and other times it's just coming, like heavily. So this is what wabil is. فَأَصَابَهُ wabilun. Now, obviously, when such rain will fall upon this rock, what's going to happen? فَتَرَكَهُ صَلْدًا So that rain, it left the rock صَلْدًا Barren, dry, solid. Sald is from the root letter صَلْد لَنْدَلْ And صَلْد is when something is barren, dry, bare, lifeless, nothing grows on it, nothing comes out of it. It is at صَلَدَ sail, meaning he returned the beggar empty-handed. Nothing came out of that person. Nothing grew out of him. No compassion, no mercy, no charity, nothing at all. He returned the beggar empty-handed. So فَتَرَكَهُ صَلْدَى That huge stone, rock, it's left bare, barren. Nothing has grown on it. This is the example of the one who spends, why? In order to be seen by the people. On the outward, there seems to be soil. There seems to be potential of reward, of growth. But in reality, it's rock. It's barren. So even if you put something on it, even if the person gives sadaqah, nothing will grow. And as the season will change, the rain will come, whatever little good he did, washed away. So it's like he gives something in charity to be seen by people, to be appreciated by people. But the next time that same person offended him, he reminds him, man, other. And that charity that he gave, wasted. That favor that he showed, gone. That a person, he cleans up, she cleans up, does the laundry, vacuums the floor, does the dishes, irons the clothes. And then people come home and they make a little bit of mess and there she blows up. I spent hours doing this and here you are wasting your time away and wasting my time. What do you think of yourself? Do you think I'm your servant? Go on and on and on and on. The season changed, the situation changed and what happened? All that kindness, gone. All that good, flushed away. Literally flushed away. فَتَرَكَهُ صَلْدًا Allah says, لَا يَقْدِرُونَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ مِمَّا كَسَبُوا They don't have any ability over anything that they have acquired. They have no power. يَقْدِرُونَ from قُدْرَ قَافْ They have no قُدْرَ over anything that they have acquired. مِمَّا كَسَبُوا كَسَبُوا كَافْ سِينَ كَسْبْ is earning. So whatever they earned, meaning whatever soil that had gathered up on the rock, it's washed away with the rain. Can they get that soil back? No. Likewise, the damage that was caused now by the man, by the other, can it be reversed? No. Once you've hurt someone, you've permanently hurt them. No matter what you do to make up, things might never be the same. لا يقدرون على شيء مما كسبوا. The field that the person grew, gone. Everything burnt up. The charity that he gave, the goodness that he showed, it's gone. It's wasted. لا يقدرون على شيء مما كسبوا. And this will be the state of a person on the Day of Judgment. وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الْكَافِرِينَ And Allah does not guide the disbelieving people. And remember the meaning of kafir is also ungrateful. Allah does not guide such people. Those who disbelieve. Because why is kufr mentioned over here? When a person spends with iman, he will not follow it up with man and adha. He will not do it with riya. But when a person spends with kufr, then he will follow it up with man and adha. Iman, firmness and faith, helps a person 
preserve the reward, protect the good deed that he has done. So in this example, we learn a very, very important lesson. And that is that man and other, they waste the good that a person has done. They waste the charity that a person has given. No matter what effort a person has put in, no matter what the quantity of the charity was, it will bring no reward whatsoever. It will be washed away with the rain. Gone forever. Never to come back. This is why Allah says, لا تبطلوا صدقاتكم Don't waste your efforts. Don't waste your charity. The reality is that riya showing off, is a kind of shirk. It's minor shirk. And a deed performed with shirk, it's not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says that, أَنَا أَغْنَى شُرَكَائِي عَنِ الشِّرْكِ That I am the one, one who does not stand in need of a partner. So if a person does something, apparently for Allah, but in reality, he's doing it to gain appreciation from people, to gain something from them, then Allah will not accept such a deed. That deed will not produce any reward whatsoever. So we should be very careful that the deeds that we are performing, the hard work that's going into it, the effort, the sacrifice, it's not wasted by our own deeds. That we don't burn our gardens ourselves. The next example Allah gives of those who spend with sincerity. What does that produce? What does that bring to a person? وَمَثَلُ الَّذِينَ And the example of those people who يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ Who spend their wealth. Why? إِبْتِغَاءَ In order to seek. بَغَيْنِيَ What's the intention? To seek. To seek what? مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ The pleasure of Allah. مَرْضَات is from the root letters رَضَادِيَ رَضِيَ To be happy. رِضْوَان Pleasure. So مَرْضَات Pleasure. Approval. So they're spending in order to gain the approval of Allah. One person is spending so that others can see. Another person is spending, why? So that Allah will be happy. Allah will be pleased with him. One is to do something to please people. And the other is to do something to please who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pleasing people, when people are your goal, then what does that bring? Nothing at all. Whatever little you did, gone. But when a person spends in the way of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah, then that is preserved. So, مَرْضَاتِ That's the first intention. To seek the pleasure of Allah. And secondly, وَتَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ Tasbit from the root letters, sabata, And sabata is to be firm, and tasbit is to make something firm. To stabilize something. When do you need to stabilize something? When it is shaky. When it's wobbly. When it's not firmly grounded. Then you have to make it firm. Now as people, human beings, we have faith, we have iman. But that iman sometimes, it goes high and other times it goes low. Sometimes you really want to do good and other times you don't want to do anything good at all. It keeps increasing and decreasing. Sometimes you're so good to people, and other times you don't want to even look at them. So we need to stabilize our iman. We need to strengthen our iman. We need to make our iman firm. So those who spend their wealth, why? In order to stabilize their faith. What does beat them in anfusihim? To bring stability 
to their hearts, to bring stability to their good deeds, to bring stability to the state of mind, to bring stability to the trust that they should have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَتَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ So تَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ What does it mean? As a way of making their hearts firm. To make sure that they remain firm on right conduct. That they continue to perform good. وَتَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ تَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ has been understood in another way as well. And that is that the spend while they in their hearts are sure and certain. They are sure and certain. So they're spending with this tasbeet, with this conviction, with the certainty. What certainty? What conviction? That Allah will definitely reward them. This is just like a person prays, qiyam, expecting reward from Allah. So likewise a person spends, expecting reward from Allah. He spends with this conviction that Allah will not waste my effort. That my wealth is not going to go waste. Allah will give me more in the future. Allah will create ease for me. Allah will give barakah to me in my wealth. And you see min anfusihim. It's a decision that they've made themselves. Sometimes we do good, why? Because others are forcing us. We're coming to class sometimes because if we don't, our mothers are going to give it to us. But another is that we're doing something good, why? With our own decision. So they have conviction out of themselves. Their example, Allah says, Kamathali Jannatin is like a garden. Jannah. This is not paradise, but rather Jannah in its literal meaning, garden. Where is this garden situated? Birabwatin. On a high ground, elevated ground. Rabwa, Raba Wow. Raba Yarbu is to swell. When something grows, it increases in its size. Riba is interest because apparently it seems that the money is growing. And riba is something that is returned on top of the money that was taken. So it's growth basically. So this garden is situated at elevated land, above sea level, within the mountains, high ground, high land, birabwatin, high land, a high place. Now, is there a difference if a garden is situated in such a place? Yes. The atmosphere is much better, purer. The air is cleaner. As a result, there is more rain. The ground is also far more superior. It's premium in its quality. So premium soil, great atmosphere, rain, moisture. So as a result, this garden is only going to thrive. This Jannah, it's very different from the layer of soil on a rock. This is a garden on high land. كَمَثَلِ جَنَّةٍ بِرَبْوَةٍ This Jannah, Allah says, أَصَابَهَا What reached it? وَابِلٌ A heavy rain. Same heavy rain also fell on this garden. But this heavy rain on this garden will produce very different results. What's that result? فَآتَتْ So it gave أُكُلَهَا Its fruit ضِعْفَيْنْ Double Twice As more أُكُلْ Hamza كَافْلَانْ أُكُلْ يُؤْكَلُ That which is eaten That which is consumed So it refers to the fruit The produce So as a result of this heavy rain The produce will be Double ضِعْفَيْنْ فَإِلَّمْ يُصِبَهَا وَابِلٌ 
And then if it doesn't reach it, meaning if there is no heavy rain, then fatallun, then a drizzle is also sufficient. Tal is from the root letters ta, lam, lam. And tal is fine rain or light rain, dew, drizzle. So even drizzle is sufficient. Even little rain is sufficient. Why? Because the quality of the soil is so good. The air is so good. The climate is perfect. Everything is suitable. So as a result, this garden will only produce double the produce. Double the amount. Why? Because of the soil and because of the atmosphere. This is just like spending in the way of Allah with pure intention and following it up with forgiveness and pardon. Preserving the reward. I want you to picture it. Imagine it in your head. On the one hand, a rock. Corrupt intention. On top of it, fine layer of soil. Apparent good deed. Wabil, heavy rain. Whatever was done, gone. So what cancelled the reward? What cancelled the apparent good deed? The man and other. On the other hand, you have a garden. The best soil, the best atmosphere. What does it mean? Pure intention. A person gives a lot of charity. So as a result, a lot of reward. And even if he's not able to give a lot of charity, a little bit, طلن, a light rain, light drizzle is also sufficient. Even that will produce a lot of reward. Why? Because the intention was good and later on there was no man and no other. No hurtful words, no reminding of favors. So the reward is many, many times more. What's the difference that we see here? Difference in intention and difference in the action. As a result, the consequences are also very, very different. If the intention is pure, then the action will also be pure. And the result will also be great. But if the intention is corrupt, then the action will be corrupt and the result will also be detrimental. So we have to look at three things. Don't just focus on the reward now. Focus on three things. The intention, the action, and the reward. Intention has to be pure. The action has to be good. No man, no other. Stay away from that. Instead of hurtful words, qawlu ma'roof. And as a result, the consequences will be great as well. So these three things we must always keep in mind when doing any good deed. Otherwise, our efforts will be useless. Wallahu bima ta'maluna basir. Allah tells us that Allah is watching whatever that you do. From the moment that you sow the seed to the moment that you reap the produce. Allah is watching you. So from the moment you make the intention until the action is complete, Allah is watching you. Many times what happens? We give charity and then we forget about it. We give something in the way of Allah and we forget that we have done something good and as a result we go on nullifying the good that we have performed because of our mistreatment of others, because of our rude behavior, because of our evil actions. We are nullifying the reward. We're canceling the reward at the same time. It's very important that we take care of the good deed as well. Do it and also preserve it. People as farmers have to be very attentive towards their crop. They can never do this to sow the seed and then go away. No. 
you have to be very, very attentive. Because if you're not, your plant will die. It will not produce any good results for you. Then Allah asks us, أَيَوَدُّ أَحَدُكُمْ Would one of you like? أَيَوَدُّ uh, This is a question. And يَوَدُّ From the root letters, wow, dal, dal. Would To love. أَيَوَدُّ أَحَدُكُمْ Would one of you like? And this is a rhetorical question. And it means that none of you would like. Would any one of you like أَنْتَكُونَ لَهُ جَنَّةٌ That there should be for him a garden, an orchard. And this garden is of مِنْ نَخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ Of date palms and grapevines. نَخِيلٍ is the plural of نَخْلَةٍ And أَعْنَابٍ is the plural of عِنَبٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ Underneath which rivers flow. Underneath which, what does it mean? Meaning, beneath its trees, the branches, what's flowing? Rivers are flowing. So you don't just have trees, but you also have vines. And not just the crop and the plant, but you also have water. So it's not just a source of profit for you, but also also beauty and relaxation and comfort and delight. Imagine, تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ لَهُ فِيهَا and for him, meaning for that person, in it, meaning in the garden, min kulli thamarat, every kind of fruit. A thamarat is a plural of thamara, fruit. Every kind of produce, meaning a variety. Dates and grapes, different, different types. And this person, وَأَصَابَهُ kibar, And old age has reached him. أَصَابَهُ kibar, Kibar from the root letter is bara, Meaning he has become very old. All his life, he has been working in this garden. Investing his time, his money, his efforts into this garden. And now finally, that things are working, أَصَابَهُ الْكِبَرُ He has become old. So he doesn't have much strength. He doesn't have much ability. So basically he's at a huge risk. That if that garden gets affected, then he's done, he's ruined. He won't have any source of income. He won't have any help. And at the same time, وَلَهُ ذُرِّيَّةٌ ضُعَفَاءٌ And he has children, ذُرِّيَّةٌ From the root letters, ذَال رَارَ Children who are ضُعَفَاءٌ ضُعَفَاءٌ is the plural of ضَعِيف ضَعِيف is from ضُعف Weakness So he has weak children Weak children, weakness on account of either age or strength So they're weak because they are too young Or because they are sick They're weak, they have no strength So they're unable to help him in other words, he is old, he cannot do much for his garden, and at the same time he has no help, no one to depend on. And instead there are others who depend on him. You understand? The children cannot offer him any help, but instead they depend on him. Can you imagine what a huge risk this person is at? And then, فَأَصَابَهَا And then it reaches it. What reaches it? The garden, it is afflicted by إِعْصَارٌ A tornado. And this tornado, فِيهِ نَارٌ In it is fire. And this tornado, فَاحْتَرَقَتْ It came upon the garden, and the garden got burnt up. Turned to ashes. The word irsad is from the root letters ayn sadra, and asr is to squeeze, to twist something. And irsad is used for a tornado, a hurricane. Why? Because the wind is such that it's 
you know, going round and round as if you're squeezing, you're twisting something. A twister, right? And as it comes, it uproots everything, turns everything up. So, i'sarun, a tornado, and this tornado has fire in it. And it burns up the entire garden. Burns up the entire garden. And in that state, this old man, he doesn't have any chance to regrow the garden. He has nothing to resort to for help. He is deprived of the fruit of his life's efforts. He is ruined basically. Allah says, كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ Thus does Allah clarify to you the verses, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَفَكَّرُونَ So that you all reflect, you give thought, you think. You are careful, because only when you think can you become conscious. And when you are conscious, then you will be careful about what you do and how you do. Now the example that is given over here, it's a very sad example. This will be the condition of people on the Day of Judgment. Just like this old person doesn't have the ability to regrow the garden, likewise on the Day of Judgment, people will not have a second chance to re-perform all those good deeds. Just like this person does not have any help, likewise on the Day of Judgment, no one can help us. We don't have any more chances, we don't have any help. Just like this person, all of his efforts are burned to ashes, likewise on the Day of Judgment, the person who reminds others of the favors that he has done to them, who hurts others, he will have nullified all of his good deeds. Just like this person is empty-handed, on the Day of Judgment, those who remind others of their favors, who waste their deeds, will be empty-handed. And look at how desperate this person is for help. How needy he is. Nobody can help him. In fact, others want from him. And likewise on the Day of Judgment, the most bankrupt person will be who? Who will come with a whole lot of good deeds, but they'll be taken away from him. Why? Because he hurt others. He harmed others. He damaged their property or he hurt their feelings. And they will demand justice on the Day of Judgment for him. So he will have to give them his good deeds. And then when there will be nothing left, then other people's sins will be given to him. He's desperate that day for any deed, any good deed, any reward. He'll have no more chances. So Allah questions us, would any of you like to be in such a state? Would any one of us like to be in such a state? Never. Would any one of us like that whatever we have done is wasted? No. Imagine you go on a shopping trip and you buy a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of things. You know sometimes when people are traveling, they're going back home and they have to buy gifts for their family members. So whatever money they've been saving for over a year or whatever, that money is gone into buying gifts. Now imagine you purchase all of that, you're filling up your house with gifts, and what happens? Robbers come and they take everything. You don't have no money to go buy more gifts. Whatever you bought is gone. What do you have left? Nothing in your hands. You don't have that time to make up all that money again and to go buy all those gifts again. Do you have that time? No, you don't. Do you have a second chance? Not at all. What state would you be in? Sadness, grief, a sense of loss, fear, regret. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to save ourselves from this great loss. So whatever we do, 
do it with the right intention. And whatever we do, preserve that action. Don't nullify it with our own hands, with our own words. Preserve our deeds. كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَفَكَّرُونَ Ibn Abbas anhu, he said that this ayah was about a person who performed good deeds, but then, in the end of his life, he performed such evil deeds that cancelled out the good deeds that he performed. He burnt his own garden. This is just like we do something good, and the next moment we're doing something evil, so that evil will kill the good deed that we have done. You know, just like good deeds, they erase bad deeds, Bad deeds also erase good deeds. Like backbiting, what does it do? It eats up good deeds just like fire consumes dry wood. So we should be very careful about preserving the reward for the good that we do. And we should be very careful that the deeds that we do, we don't destroy them ourselves. Let's listen to the recitation. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُبْطِلُوا صَدَقَاتِكُمْ بِالْمَنِّ وَالْأَذَاكَ الَّذِي يُنْفِقُ مَا لَهُ رِئَاءَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَمَثَلُهُ كَمَثَلِ صَفْوَانٍ عَلَيْهِ تُرَابٌ فَأَصَابَهُ وَابِلٌ فَتَرَكَهُ صَلْدًا لَا يَقْدِرُونَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ مِّمَّا كَسَبُوا وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الْكَافِرِينَ ومثل الذين ينفقون أموالهم ابتغاء مرضات الله وتثبيتا من أنفسهم كمثل جنة بربوة أصابها وابل فآتت أكلها ضعفين فإن لم يصبها وابل فطل وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ أَيَوَدُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَن تَكُونَ لَهُ جَنَّةٌ مِّن نَّخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ لَهُ فِيهَا مِن كُلِّ الثَّمَرَاتِ وَأَصَابَهُ الْكِبَرُ وَلَهُ ذُرِّيَّةٌ ضُعَفَاءُ وَلَهُ ذُرِّيَّةٌ ضُعَفَاءُ فَأَصَابَهَا إِعْصَارٌ فِيهِ نَارٌ فَاحْتَرَقَتْ كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَفَكَّرُونَ Many times it happens that when our younger siblings or people who are younger than us, if they ask us for help and we don't want to help them, we brush them off in a very rude manner. Go do it yourself. No. I'm busy. I have other things to do. Mind your own business. We brush them off very rudely but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَوْلٌ مَعْرُوفٌ Say good words instead. And sometimes we will help someone and still we'll be so rude to them. You know, we'll make such a 
rude face, expression, and we're so harsh in our tone, in our way of helping them. Don't help someone in that manner. Don't do it. That would be much better. We have to be very careful because sometimes mothers do this a lot. Parents do this a lot with their children. That we pay this much for you and we do this for you and all my life I've sacrificed for you. And yes, all of you girls are laughing. So we do this a lot sometimes, but this in reality wastes our efforts. Now, sometimes it happens that parents need to make their children realize. Okay, because children tend to take everything for granted. So if it's for the purpose of making children realize, and it's done in a proper manner, then there's no harm in that. But it has to be done in a proper manner, not in a hurtful way. Okay? Because sometimes children take everything for granted, so they have to be reminded sometimes. But it should not be in a hurtful way. It's sad if a person ends up with no reward on the Day of Judgment. Because when Allah is so generous and so forgiving, the person had to be really corrupt to deserve that punishment at the end. When Allah rewards so generously, 700 times, 700,000 times more, the person is at fault because he is the one who was planting the garden and burning the garden. He is the one who was choosing the rock for his garden and not the right kind of soil. It's his fault, not Allah's fault at the end of the day. This is just like a person preparing for a test, working so hard to write a test, but then when he comes to write the test, he finds out that he was preparing something different. That's not what he's going to be tested on. So he's devastated. This is just like a person who has a contract, who's working, and he has bills to pay, he has plans to travel, and then all of a sudden he finds out that his contract has been terminated. He would be devastated. None of us want to be in that situation. Why? would we want to be in such a situation on the Day of Judgment when no soul will help another? When there is no more chances to do the good that we did again? We only have one chance. We only have a few moments. We don't know when death is coming. So always value good deeds, always preserve them, and always be careful. Now, this is just something that we'd like to show you about this plant rust analogy, that if the seed is good, the intention is good, then what will happen? The plant will thrive. But if the seed is not good, okay, the plant will not be good. And even if the seed is good, the plant is good, but the plant is not protected, then what will happen? The plant will go waste. So even if initially your intention is good, you give the sadaqah, but if you follow it with man and adha, what's going to happen? Your plant is going to be destroyed your deed will be wasted. You might say, oh, my intention was very good. Maybe, but still, you don't have the right to hurt others. You don't have the right to remind others of the favors that you have done for them. So in conclusion, we all need to, first of all, spend in the way of Allah. Then when we spend, spend with the good intention. Spend in the right manner. And afterwards, be careful. Be on your guard. Control your tongue. Zip, lock, and throw the key away. Sometimes you have to do that. Quite literally. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلَ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ 
والله يضاعف لمن يشاء والله واسع عليم الذين ينفقون أموالهم في سبيل الله ثم لا يتبعون ثم لا يتبعون ما أنفقوا منا ولا أذلهم أجرهم لهم أجرهم عند ربهم ولا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون قول معروف ومغفرة خير من صدقة يتبعها أذى والله غني حليم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تبطلوا صدقاتكم بالمن والأذى كالذي ينفق ماله كالذي ينفق ماله رئاء الناس ولا يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فمثله كمثل صفوان عليه تراب فأصابه وابل فتركه صلدا لا يقدرون على شيء مما كسبوا والله لا يهدي القوم الكافرين ومثل الذين ينفقون أموالهم ابتغاء مرضات الله وتثبيتا, وتثبيتا من أنفسهم كمثل جنة بربوة كمثل جنة بربوة أصابها وابل فآتت أكلها ضعفين فإن لم يصبها وابل فطل والله بما تعملون بصير أيود أحدكم أن تكون له جنة من نخيل وأعناب تجري من تحتها الأنهار له فيها من كل الثمرات وأصابه الكبر وله ذرية ضعفاء فأصابها إعصار فيه نار فاحترقت كذلك يبين الله لكم الآيات لعلكم تتفكرون سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته